listeners, what a joy that I can introduce you to one of my mentors. Mary Lucy Spoke is our guest for today's episode, and she's been inspiring and helping me throughout the past year in my journey um, of building the Born to Fly community for early stage entrepreneurs, but also the bigger vision of Born to Fly that I have in mind. She holds me accountable. She teaches me about leadership, gives great advice, prays for me. So there's less more to ask for. Um, And she was even willing to dedicate some time to coach entrepreneurs within the Born to Fly community. So needless to say that I'm very grateful Mary Lucy crossed my path. She's an expert in the field of leadership, specifically focused on women, but her advice very much so applies to men too. So Mary Lucy, welcome on our show. Thank you. It's a pleasure and honor to be with you. I'm happy that you have the time to be on this show. So um, I know you very well, but maybe you can introduce yourself to our listeners. All right. So uh, my name is Mary Lucy Spoke. I'm a Canadian. And I was, um, although I was born and educated here, our professional life took my husband and I overseas for some 20 some years. Uh, My husband and I met in the context of the foreign service, uh, the Canadian foreign service. And although I stepped aside from my role as a potential diplomat, I never was one, but a potential diplomat to marry my husband, he went on to work. uh, We went on to live in countries like Peru, Guatemala, Brazil, and many, many years in China. In fact, we uh, love the Chinese people and, and we saw the, the weight that they were living under. We lived through Tiananmen Square in 1989 in, uh, in Beijing. And we went back to China for a total of 15 years, 18 years altogether with our diplomatic service years. And we just got back to Toronto two and a half years ago. We have three sons. And we are grandparents to soon four children. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of the world, Mary Lucy. I'm always in, I don't know, like in awe or, or you've seen so many different cultures. We live mostly in South America uh, and in China. But you're right. We traveled. I think my husband, who was in the Canadian Navy uh, before we got married, uh, traveled to more than 50 countries. And I traveled to some 30 countries. But we've never been to Africa, although my husband now works, uh, does charity work or, or let's say uh, he participates in a big project in Africa, in Ethiopia. I've never been to Africa and I've never been to the Antarctic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the rest we pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and we I mean, you're living in Toronto now and that's pretty diverse. There are a lot of cultures there, so you get to meet uh, a lot right. of That's right, the world is in Toronto. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about what we want to talk about today. We wanted to talk about mentorship. Um, right. And what, what it can do for people and, and why it is important. And you are my mentor for various reasons. And, you know, I'm happy that you are willing to help me navigate life and business. But uh, not everybody is in this place of being aware that a mentor could be highly beneficial. In one of my past podcasts, I actually talked to uh, Seth Barnes. And he was that person, like his mom said, well, you might need a mentor. And he's like, why would I need a mentor? Um, So answer this question, Mary Lucy, why do we need a mentor? Well, it it goes back before that is that the person who who thinks I need a mentor or, or if somebody recommends that you need a mentor is because we see that person evolving as a leader, as a business person, as a, a married person, 
maturing altogether. And the thing is, what we don't know about ourselves, other people see it. So the first thing is, if you're going to mature as a leader, in your business, in your life, you need a circle of friends around you. We call that the inner circle. You need that because there's so many traps. The, pride is the first trap. You think you're, you're, you know, you think the world was lucky that you were born and, and you think that you cannot make any mistake and you've got the best personality and you have the answer to everything. Everybody makes those mistakes, no matter what personality. We're just human being and we fail at being, uh, at let's say, being clear-minded about ourselves. So the first thing as a leader is you need an inner circle. And that starts with your family because in your family, you will have conflict. And if you can can solve conflict within your family, you will be able to solve conflict much easier within your, your professional circle. The second uh, level would be your friends. You keep friends either from past employment or from your university years. And these friends know you, they evolve with you. They evolve in the same, let's say the same generation, the same uh, cultural context, the same technological context. And these friends know, they, they've seen you either over the weekend or in crisis or whatever. They know your strength, they know your, your weaknesses and that's what keeps the, your friendship going. Uh, another level is the people that you respect and you um, look up to. And these people could be university teacher, previous bosses, previous managers, and they, they see you professionally, but they appreciate you and they're willing to guide you. They're willing to invest in you and introduce you to people, open the doors or bring you with them or drop your name when the case, when it's a good case. So these people already, they should, you should have these kind of people in your inner circle. Now, the mentors specifically is that kind of relationship where you know you need something, you know you lack something, you know a person or many people could provide you with something that you don't, that's not your area of expertise. Let's say if you are, um, well, let's say if you're a young person in, in you're an accountant, well, you don't know the big accounting firms, but if you happen to meet socially or at university, a professor who works for one of the big accounting firm, that could be a mentor to you because he has a greater network than you have. He has something that you need if you're wise enough to realize that you need it. And if you have such a good relationship with that person, that this person is willing to provide you with something. To, to pass on a, a knowledge or, or an area of expertise that this person has. So it's a not, in this case, it's not a win-win situation. The mentor gives to you and you receive. If you're a good um, mentee, your mind is open and you ask question and you make yourself available and, and you, you absorb what that person says. So the mentor is part of what you should have as a wise person developing yourself, which we call the inner circle. Mm -hmm. And I guess the mentor differs from the other people in the inner circle to a degree that this mentor basically is a few steps ahead or more advanced in life or whatever you want to do. So more knowledgeable about the things that you want to learn instead of, for example, you were talking about family or friends or teachers. 
Absolutely. Um, the mentor, by definition, is usually a person who is in, with whom you have something in common in the same field, the same professional field. So naturally, if you have dif difficulty with your marriage and you go see a marriage counselor, then you could say the marriage counselor is the mentor to, for your marriage. But in general, the mentor relationship no, actually, it could be, you know, in a marriage, a marriage counselor could be a mentor, but that pertains to your marriage. But usually we think of uh, the area, professional area, where the mentor is somebody with whom, let's say you're a physicist, you know, and you know, Nobel, Nobel Prize physicist, that, that could be a good mentor if he's not too busy and he wants to pay attention to you, that could be a good mentor. But it, you have to have a common ground, a commonality, experience or expertise that the older person is eager to pass on to a young person, younger person who is, is eager to learn mm -hmm. from them. Yeah, mm -hmm. So it becomes a, it's really a give and take relationship, but both parties uh, are, are usually come out of a mentorship relationship with, with great satisfaction. Yeah, I can imagine because you're both, well, the, the mentor is helping someone else and the mentee is basically, right. you know, um, right. gets a lot of it because of the things that he or she learns. That's right. And talking about the, the inner circle, how many people would you say are part of your inner circle? Is there a, an amount or number that's good? Or That's a, that's a good question. Uh, reading everything that I read, let's say there's never a, a specific uh, chapter on. The, but you, you know, as human beings, that if you expand your circle, what you call your close friends beyond 20, that means nobody's your close friends. Because your close friends are the ones who know an aspect of your life or an aspect of your character with whom you can spend a, a, sort of a, a sizable amount of time. And there's only so many hours in your life where you can relax and, and spend time with people. So I think between your family, your friends, your peers and your mentors, I, and never mind that you might yourself have a, men, a protege, you know, like somebody that a younger person at your work that you like to have lunch with because they themselves see you as their mentor. So beyond 20 people, I think you, it gets pretty thin. The relationship would get too thin to be, to say that it's your inner circle. Yeah, definitely. Like if we look at, you know, Facebook friends or Instagram followers, those are not yeah, friends. <laughs> they're not friends. Those are people, you know, there might be a couple that you're inspired by and that's because, you, you know, that's why you're following them, but yeah. they're not your friends. Okay, so you would say cap it at like a maximum of, of 20, yeah. but less is better. Less is better. And yet it might be only 10, but you might only have one sister and no parents. So your sister becomes a, a big, uh, a big element in your life. And then you might have, uh, you, if you're an entrepreneur, you might not have that many uh, employees or, or that many manager over you. If you're in corporate sector, it's different. So somewhere between 10 and 20, but 20 would be really <laughs> the max. Yeah. We, the, the other relationship are good acquaintances, dear acquaintances. And sometimes I remember because we moved to so many countries when I was young, I thought those people are so fantastic. I'll never meet people so fantastic as they, but you know what? Life moves you and you have to give it, give up some relationship and others like, I don't know, a friend from university, 
you you never give that up because there's always that that connection it's like a brotherhood or a sisterhood of people the rest is like god is good to give us good relationship anywhere we go anywhere we live yeah. but they're not your inner circle yeah and at any time that's you know needed because his timing is perfect right that's right that's right and and talking about finding a mentor i think from my own perspective, but I also know there are more people that are on the side of, I actually want a mentor, but I can't find one versus the people that say, I don't want a mentor. So I'm not looking for one. So for the people who are actually looking for a mentor, what should they do? What should they look for? Uh, how should they search for a mentor? But also, you know, are there any requirements between brackets for a mentor if you are looking for one? So how does that work? What would okay. you advise? You know, it's it's a good question because the first thing that a leader, a person who knows they want to mature as a leader, they want to mature their life, they want to mature their way of thinking, the onus is on them. It's like the person has to take the initiative. And the same applies to uh, mentorship. Like what I mean by initiative, let's say you're, you're young, let's say you're at university and, and you say, you know, I need to expand my, my circle of, of activity or my type of activity. You have to go look for a place to volunteer. You're the one doing it. It's not, it's not just, let's say, the, the, uh, the people who have an NGO or whatever coming to get you. You have to go look for them, the, the area that you're interested. So that proactive mindset applies to the mentorship. The mentorship, it's not a rigid definition because life is very fluid. So it's not like, oh, could you sign this document and be my mentor? If you're lucky enough to encounter an organization that is a mentorship organization, fine, sign up and maybe the mentors have signed up and it's all organized and it's the, it's the nature, it's the essence of that particular NGO. But that, that would be the exception. Mm -hmm. And that would be only for the elite group that I don't know that whose parents are who go to a special university, a, a high level university, an expensive university, or, you know, it would be it would be an exception. The most general case is for people like you and me, you're younger, I'm older, obviously, but people like, like you looking for somebody and you think, who do I know? And how can I get in touch with that person? Who can introduce me to that person? Naturally, now there's Facebook, which is possible. There's LinkedIn, which is another possibility. Uh, one of my son is very interesting in economics. And every time he reads a book and he likes the book, he will contact the author, which is amazing. Never came to my mind when I was his age. And he contacts the author and then he creates an environment where that author can come and pitch his book. So if the person is from London or New York or whatever, at some point they come through Toronto or they're willing to come to Toronto. And then my son will create an event around this particular topic. And then, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 people will show up and the relationship is established with that, that author. And it's all because there's a nugget of truth, a nugget of knowledge that my son is eager to gain from that author beyond reading the book. Mm -hmm. The book triggers a greater. So all of us in, in more um, sober or more modest circumstances, we could say, you know, I heard this person speak at 
I don't know, a forum of some sort. I did it myself. In fact, I heard a young woman, a young businesswoman speak at a forum that uh, I participated in. And she was so she was so impressive that I joined her and I offered her a coffee. We had a talk and then she became a speaker at one of my events because she was so she was shining when she gave her presentation. I approached her and there was no pride in her, no um, standoffishness. And I said, would you like, and now we're on first name basis and everything. So uh, I'm not saying she's my mentee because we just crossed path at some point, but that's the kind of initiative that gets you to be able to find mentors. The other thing that I should mention is a person should never look for one mentor. There's never one person who can dedicate so much time in the course of their life to you that it, it would be, and also they only dedicate a portion of their life in their expertise, their area of expertise. So you, you might want to diversify and ask three or four people to be your mentor. There's no set schedule. It's like, oh, I'm in town. Can we get together for coffee? Or, um, you know, today is, is, I don't know, Thanksgiving Monday. Can we meet, meet up to go for a walk in, by Lakeshore? Things like that. You create the event that makes it pleasant for the mentor and that indicates your, your appreciation, your respect for that person. And you create a circumstance that it, it's not difficult for that person to engage with you. Like, for example, uh, you drive to them. Mm -hmm. and not ask them to drive to you. you. You offer to meet them close to where they are so that they don't have to take time off their day to, to meet you at, at a, a, a place that's further. You, you create that, those circumstances for that person to say, that would be easy to meet mm -hmm. this person, this young person. It'll take me half an hour. I just walk across the street, have a coffee. And then it's so worthwhile to talk to this young person because I can see that he, he or she is interested in what I've done. So yeah. it's up to, it's up to each individual to create those circumstances. Yeah. So definitely if you are looking for a mentor, you should take your own responsibility, yeah. you know, do your research, uh, reach out to the the person that you are interested in. Yeah, be be proactive, and I yeah. think also be persistent because yeah. the, when it's a no at first, it doesn't have to be a no forever. Um, right. But I'm, it also made me think because you said um, you know don't you need multiple mentors. Don't just focus on one, but focus on a couple. And you know there are a lot of business coaches out there nowadays, and you pay for their time basically. So I think when you're looking for a mentor and mostly mentors give their time for free, I think that's the whole idea of mentorship. How can we be sure that this person, the mentor is actually also willing to dedicate the time and not just talks to you one time and then isn't actually mentoring you anymore. So what, what do you think makes a good mentor? Again, you've got good question. Sometimes, you know, you could be sitting on an airplane for X number of hours and meet a most extraordinary person sitting beside you. And you could say that person has mentored me for three hours. 
and it was all worthwhile. So it's not so much the, the, the length of time or the repetitiveness of time, it's the quality of what they share with you. Naturally, if the two people are in the same city, if they're in the same industry, they're more likely to have multiple uh, opportunities to meet, but it's not a requirement. That's where flexibility um, needs to, to be taken into consideration. I very, very much believe I've worked in, in um, non-for-profit for all after my, my attempt at uh, joining the foreign service, which came sh cut short by my marriage and children and whatnot. I went into the uh, non-profit world. And I, I tell you the amazing people that you, work, that you meet in the non-profit world, because everybody mature or rich or, or experienced talented, whatever, they want to give back. You know, if they have a kind heart, they want to give back and they'll put themselves in a position where they give back unbeknownst to anybody. Like they could be serving Christmas dinner at a, at a you know, a place where, where you host homeless people and then you meet a person that's just absolutely amazing. So naturally there is a need sometimes for, sometimes there is a need for professional coaching for those who can afford it. And for those who are competing, let's say in a very sort of a stiff corporate environment that want to go to the next level, learn the language, learn the, the concept, learn the, the, the philosophy of the industry. There is a role for professional coaches, but I think a lot of people who have a kind heart, who are willing to share from their life, they're probably you're going to find them uh, on a volunteer basis. You, you uh, uh, approach them, you're, you know them, you've read about them, you've done your research, and there is something that you need from them or you want from them. And you can always be turned down and not be crushed by being turned down. And then you try again, you try later with the same person or you try with another person. It shows a lot about your character if you do that. The persistence, the focus, the, the self-confidence, that says a lot. If, the, if a mentor is approached three times and he said no the first two times, he will definitely say yes the third <laughs> time just by, by the fact that you impress, you impress that person by your persistence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it basically says a lot about the mentor that a, this person is willing to dedicate some time right. for free to you. So right. it comes with, I think, resp responsibility on both sides on the men right. mentee and then also the mentor. And I think, can I say that a mentor that's willing to dedicate time for free is a good leader? Is that something I could say? Let's say you know, I don't want to tie the two together because a good leader might not necessarily have a tender heart. Mm. I would say a person who is willing to be a mentor to a younger person has a tender heart. Now, it, you, we might find that in his business, in his professional world, he's kind of like a tough nut to crack sort of thing. But it's the fact that he is willing on a one-to-one -one basis to, to share and to, to impart something into the, with the young person, the younger person. But a good leader is, is a lot more than that because you can extract the gems from a good men mentor, 
but that does not necessarily mean that he's a good leader. Mm. Sometimes people like, for example, entrepreneurs, you know, they've got that creative mind and they've got that self-driven personality and then their business explodes and they become manager of a big business and they're really not very good managers. They should have stayed entrepreneurs and got, got themselves a C, you know, professional CEO. So I don't want to say that a good mentor is necessarily a good leader because they might have stepped out of their area of uh, where they, they shine into a great an area that's beyond their let's say affinities mm -hmm. and yet still be a good mentor okay that's a good one i think we might need another episode to talk about <laughs> what is a good leader right yeah that's right that's <laughs> because right, a that's mentor right. and leader are two different things yeah different things yeah yeah for sure yeah so mary lucy anything you want to add you know that comes to mind about what we've been talking about Well, yes, thank you. There's two things, two things that I would say. I'll reserve the comment at the, at the end for the younger person. But for the older person, I meet so many, because of my age, I meet so many people who are really successful in business. And they, they themselves don't know how to start being mentor to somebody. They've got all the, the past experience, the wisdom, the, the nice personality, the kind heart. They want to give, but they have not found this, you know, NGO that's, that's Uh, focuses on mentorship and therefore they don't know who to call maybe they don't have sons or daughters themselves or maybe their sons and daughters live somewhere else so they don't have access to the younger generation there's a lot a lot of people that I've met who are either close to retirement or already retired who say oh I wish I could mentor some somebody mm. so It's not up to them to take the initiative. It's up to the younger generation. The person who wants to mature and wants to benefit from the knowledge of the old, it's on them. It's on the younger generation to say, I want to benefit from a mentor and then call around and find those people who, who would say, Well, that would be refreshing to talk to a young person. Here I am in my, you know, in my mind, everything is, is organized. Everything is done. I'm kind of like looking at, at, at slowing down. And here's the opportunity for, for me to refresh myself in talking to a young person in remembering how I was feeling in those days. So that's why double, I double down on saying the, the onus is on the younger person to go look, ask, knock at the door, Uh, write, send an email to a book, an author of a book that you like and say, could I have a conversation with you? Could we do a Zoom? Could I interview you? And then you get the, the best, you form a relationship and that might, that might go a long way. Yeah, because that But might... Yeah, I, I just wanted to add, like, that might be a person who is looking for a mentee, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. and they're out there, they're out there. In fact, I was even thinking when, because I hear it, Uh, in, in many occasions and I'm thinking isn't there I'm, I'm a little bit new to Toronto two and a half years so it's I was thinking is there not an organization that I could refer them to you know so that that there would be a pool of mentors available to young people but I have not heard of such an organization meaning an NGO not a not a professional organization but yeah. an NGO so Oh, thank you, Mary Lucy. So one last question. Where can we find more about you and what you do? Oh, thank you. Um, well, I do 
specifically leadership, but specifically for women. So it's called Women in Leadership. And I've got, um, well, right now I don't want to boast about my website because I'm just technologically learning how to handle it. So it's nothing uh, at this point, it's nothing to boast about, but um, I do courses online. I'm preparing the next uh, season of courses online for women and leadership. It will start in January. And with my partner, Lydia, who uh, you know, Jane, uh, we are creating what we call challenges. So there will be soon coming uh, on, on the internet. Uh, we'll post it on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram, this um, challenge, which is five consecutive day, one hour presentation about potential uh, topics of leadership that we will be unrolling in its fullness in January. So you can look for me, Mary Lucy spoke on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. And uh, my email is spokeml at gmail.com. Yeah. And you can mention your website, Mary Lucy. It looks good. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's called marylucyspoke.com but without a hyphen. So yeah. Mary Lucy, I, my, I'm French. So it's with IE in both case, M-A-R-I-E-L-U-C-I-E spoke S-P-O-K-E together, no dot, dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. people head over there and thank you, Mary Lucy for today. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Jane. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Born to Fly podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to share it with your friends. If you'd like to know more about Born to Fly, go to borntofly.faith. There you can discover our How to Find Your Calling course and a community for like-minded entrepreneurs. Looking forward to having you back next time.